Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swagging Jack in some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUTs. After further review, I'm here with David, the man of God, Harris. Rocket repack, rocket recap of Toledo Rockets football. But guess what? It is homecoming. And I will tell you this, WXUT Studios moved over here, I believe last year in the new studios on in Rocket Hall. As you know, for years we were in that tucked back away in the student union back in that little hallway in there and i will say if you come to homecoming and you really want to celebrate you got to come on the rocket hall side i know the university kind of promotes um the 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 more of the old orchard side you know i had to actually do a couple workouts at the school i coach at at whitmer high school and they actually closed off the road here on bancroft and throughout the uh old orchard neighborhood um, and normally when you see stuff about homecoming, you see it from that side of the university, from basically the north side. But if you're going over to that south side of the uh, uh, of the university, it's pretty packed here in Rocket Hall's uh, parking lot. And it's pretty fun, too, as well. And, you know, hopefully university shows both sides because uh, it's really a good time. And also they've added more of a Rocket fan experience where Carter Hall the, the Carter dorms used to be um, Carter Hall dorms. So they tore that down for some people that haven't been here in recent years. And now they got like bouncy houses and everything in that area as well. So a lot to do during rocket football games. Also, we forgot last week they had, which I kind of am surprised they didn't do it this week, but maybe it's a lot of going on with uh, homecoming, but they had the rocket varsity T Hall of Hall Fame. Of seven new inductees, and those seven inductees were Henry Birch from football from 63 to 66. I'm quite familiar with this next person because actually when I was a, a practice player going here, I went up against this girl day in and day out and a hell of a basketball player and a two-time uh, defensive player of the year in the MAC. And Dola Dorch, women's basketball from 09 to 14. We called a lot of games when this guy was here on the on the floor for the Rockets. He actually transferred from Loyola, Maryland, and came to the Rockets. Actually, started up his business with uh, some a former Rocket. I forget what he's doing now. Uh, Justin Drummond, 2013 to 15. Claire Leachy, uh, women swimming and diving from 08 to 12. Rick Isaiah had football from 87 to 90. Actually played with the coach that I'm coaching with at Whitmer and he works at um, State Farm. Romy Brown was the other. He was a wide receiver along with Rick Isaiah. I actually we used to be on the sidelines with his son Rayvon Isaiah who used to work with the the Rocket football team back in the mid-teens. He's now I believe down in Atlanta I believe. And then David Menifee football 78 to 81 and Chris Selfridge men's golf 2011 the 15 
Um, then there's Toledo Athletics, Tom Yaitu. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. He received the Varsity's Distinguished Service Award as well. So that was really pretty good uh, class there. But like I said, knowing those two people and the son of a former uh, Rocket football player who played with the guy that I actually coach with now, um, pretty good. Now, I don't understand why they don't really do the, the awards during homecoming because usually during homecoming, all the alumni come back because that's why it's homecoming. But they did it last week as the Rockets went on to win against Western Michigan uh, last week. It looked kind of shaky in that first half, though, David. Uh, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it definitely looked shaky. It was one of those where both teams came firing. And you kind of wondered, okay, are we going to be trying to implement and get the passing game going, or are we going to be focused on the run? Now, last week I mentioned you want to think about Penny Boone just because you ride the hot hand as much as you can. And throughout the course of the game, especially in the fourth corner, once Daquan Finn was out, it basically turned into let's feed Penny Boone, and the numbers speak for themselves, over 200 yards rushing, pair of touchdowns. I think last week we showed that, okay, we have to be a run-first team. As much as, much as I love the way Newton was able to get separation, he is a clear number one receiver, I think, for me. And the way that, I don't want to say Finn struggled, but it, it looks different with Finn's arm this season compared to last. And, again, do I, I think we should be a run-first team and then have that dual threat. Now, I, I think if Finn is out and we have Gleason this week, I don't know if the injury reports are out. I wouldn't be surprised if we just feed Penny Boone. Granted, Gleason does have legs, so we have to account for that, and I think Northern Illinois will, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see 7-8 in the box and Penny Boone is going up against some big defensive fronts. That, that's my only concern offensively is just kind of, is Finn healthy? And defensively, both teams ran the ball effectively last week. Like, I don't want to take credit away from Western because they, they were pounding it as much as we were. Granted, we were, I think both teams were evenly balanced in terms of equal amount of rushing and passing yards. Obviously, Toledo had the edge in both categories. But the, the defense definitely was bend, not break in the second half. And I think that slow start can get the Rockets in trouble, but I think against Northern Illinois today, I think we'll be able to really come out firing. And I think we have to score early and often just to impose our will, just to allow our defense to ride the homecoming crowd, the momentum, and get to the quarterback. That's our bread and butter. Get to the quarterback. Let them, let the front four, front seven do their work. Because secondary, we looked great last week. Um, yeah, the, the million-dollar question is, is Finn, obviously he's not 100% because no college player is at 100% 
three weeks, four weeks into the season. True. But how how he is, and I'm sure that he's right now going through the warm-ups, uh, talking with the coaches to see if he's good to go. But I I wouldn't be surprised if Leeson started today. Yeah. And as much as I know Finn wants to play homecoming, last home game for a while just with our schedule. Yeah, they only have two home games left after this. They pretty much exhausted. They played at home the whole month of September, which I've never seen that in the schedule either. I've seen like two in a row, a week off, then another one, but not not to the extent of how this schedule kind of worked out where pretty much they had three, they started on the road and then four straight home games. And then after that, they've got three straight road games, and then they're not back at home until October 31st against Buffalo. Then when they start the matching, November 8th, they've got Eastern Michigan. That's their last home game. November 8th is the last home game. Then after that, you're at that team down south on a Tuesday yeah. at 7 o'clock, which I still think, you know, they're, now they're going through their things. But I, I, I really think that BGUT need to be playing in – late September, early October. That's just, I think you get more fans on the weekend. Uh, obviously, Bowling Green came here and upset the Rockets at the Glass Bowl, but when it's on a Tuesday night, unless it's been some years where both teams were really dynamic, and, you know, I've, I've gone down there that one year um, when they had Falcon Fast offense with Dino Babers, I remember, and that game was really packed and really highly anticipated the Rockets came out with a victory. And then they're at Central Michigan, the day after Thanksgiving at noon when nobody's watching. I mean, now we've had games, remember, in years past, we've had games at the Glass Bowl on Black Friday and nobody came to the games. So that's pretty much the gist of the schedule. But we're going to talk about now with the homecoming. They're going against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is one in three. Haven't played a conference game yet. They won their first game at Boston College, 27-24. And then after that, they've been on a three-game losing streak. Two out of the three were in DeKalb. So they lost 14-11 to Southern Illinois. Um, they played, obviously, Nebraska at Nebraska. They lost 35-11. to And they're back at DeKalb when they played last week against Tulsa and lost 22-14. to As I've said before, very dangerous team. Uh, not normally has this ever been a rivalry, actually, a side note, I know that years ago, about 2015, when we were at the MAC tournament, I actually met one of the mascots for NIU, the guy that actually puts on the, the Husky head. And he had told me that basically it originated from the Northern Illinois was trying to get a rebuild in their program. I think it was Jerry Kill was the coach at the time that kind of rebuilt the program. And um, they were looking to basically get the program to excellence. They needed somebody to compete against. Well, at the time, obviously, the Mac West division, Toledo, was dominating. And they picked Toledo as their rivalry. Now, not mind you, Toledo was not thinking about NIU for a while. Their NIU was ooh, some, some bad football. Um, but in the late 2000s, now remember, Toledo went through some bad football as well. Um, especially in the late 2000s with Tom Omsteads and then, you know, Tim Beckman came in and, and took over. And, and then at, the rest is kind of history with after his five and seven season. After that, they got Eric Page, Barry Church, all those guys. And, and, and they rose to prominence. But the one problem was probably some really talented rocket teams missed out 
on MAC championships because of NIU. And we called a few games. Remember that 63 to 60 game, I think back in 11 when it, yep. it ended up a football game. We were calling a football game when a basketball game broke out. Um, there was some also heartbreak in Northern Illinois. Everyone knows it's tough to play there. Um, you know, calling games here. Like I said, I never called a Mac football championship game for, for a num- numerous reasons, but the, the years that I called football here for six seasons, I would say, what is it? Five out of the six seasons, Northern Illinois prevented Toledo getting to the actual championship game. Now the one year was Western Michigan where all they had to do was just beat Western Michigan and they're in and they basically laid a hammer, but then the next day Matt Campbell went on to Iowa State. So I you know, you, it, it's kind of crazy how that happened. But like I said, um one good call was we had to go all the way to Chicago because I remember if you remember correctly, um the Rockets I think it had like a six or seven game losing streak to Northern Illinois. They just were the team in their way. So we had to go all the way out to Chicago. Um it wasn't an NIU home game. It was actually played at US Cellular Field at the time, but now it's guaranteed rate park or for some people that know it originally as the new Comiskey where the White Sox played, there was a football game played there. And me and my well myself and Zach Herrick went out there to call the football game and the Rockets and went on to win. That was a team with Kareem Hunt, Connery Swift, and Logan Woodside, and they finally got the monkey off their back. But unfortunately, that team didn't get to the MAC championship game because I think a couple weeks later, they ended up losing to Western Michigan. So that kind of sucked. Um, then I believe the next year, they ended up going to the MAC championship, which um, Jet Schilling and Zach Herrick were able to call a championship game. But I was able to call a MAC championship game for women's basketball who ended up beating Northern Illinois. So it kind of makes works out that way. But as I as me and you had mentioned before, we were kind of shocked that they actually scheduled NIU as the homecoming game. As you say, a lot of times most of the homecoming games have been against like UMass or somebody that was really poor in the league to get a victory. Um, but the last few years, I'd have to say, great weather. Only a few years, I think I remember when we were here at WHUT Sports, where the weather wasn't great, where it was like raining. Um, but usually, like I said, they usually try to have it around late September, maybe the first weekend of October that they do the homecoming. And uh, like I said, it's great parade, great weather, and it should be a pretty decent football game today. Yeah, and I hope, and kind of thinking about kind of my three keys to the game, I'm going to be if I'm going to be curious to see which quarterback Northern Illinois goes with. Obviously, we think Cleveland is going to get the start. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Penn is going to play. Um, Rocky Lombardi, who seems like he's been there for 30,000 years, <laughs> got benched last week against Tulsa after just a quarter. Ethan Hampton's been okay. Justin Lynch is more of that old-school Chandler Harnish. He's more, when he's in the game, he's wow. definitely going to be running. Actually, more, I would say more like Taysom Hill instead of, Chandler Harnish. Wow, um, you bring yeah, you bring back old names there, Chandler Harnish. Woo. It, it's that, and they're trying to find the next Tommy Lee Lewis. The two people mm. that, if you mention the name in Sleet, Ohio, cannot get any food served to them ever. Great balls <laughs> of fire, Tommy Lewis, who was a fast receiver. I mean, you're going back down memory lane. Obviously, Jordan Lynch 
and their teams ended up going to the Orange Bowl. I believe it was it 2013? I think they went to the Orange Bowl, and the MAC was able to. I think I, because they went to the Orange Bowl, the MAC as a conference was able to receive like seventy million dollars, and every team was able to split it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a fun game. And I use run game is okay. Be definitely be on the lookout for um, for Lynch, uh, their quarterback, who I think will we'll see a lot of packages where Lynch is going to get direct run snaps against thinking like the Taysom Hill. But this is going to be a game where Toledo's front or front seven, who has been dominant, goes up against a weak or weaker compared to normal NIU offensive line and run game. So I think if we can dominate the line of scrimmage, we can get, we can get to the ball. Uh, we can get to the quarterback, make big plays. Um, defensively, if we can get to the quarterback, get the ball, the ball, take ball, <laughs> and that'll that's out the Rockets. And then on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, this this should be the Penny Boone show. And I'm not saying we run him 45 times, but if he, I would say. Penny Boone will have twenty five to thirty carries. Yeah, they probably will get. Con- they, they probably will get conservative with him if Gleason comes in. But Gleason has shown that he's got a really dynamic arm, and he's last season when Finn went down, he, he the quarterback play didn't really fall off with Gleason. So maybe Boone gets a lot of carries. But I hope these these Rockets do realize, even though Northern this is when Northern Illinois has been historically the most dangerous. Is when they coming in, and I, what was the one year they came in and people thought Northern Illinois was not going to be good. They started out same scenario, I believe, but it wasn't homecoming. I believe it was one year they came in. I think they were one and three afternoon game. People thought that Toledo had it in the bag, and Northern Illinois came away with a victory. And then Toledo had to basically. Uh, play and win because this has always happened the northern illinois toledo game decided who was the mac west champ and there was a few years where northern illinois got the early win and toledo had to keep winning and hoping that northern illinois lost and i think i if i remember correctly that might have been the year that uh philip ely had the um knee injury with the acl against missouri and a couple of weeks later, Northern Illinois came in and, and snagged a victory from from the Rockets, which was supposed to be one of their more dominant teams. Like I said, in Northern Illinois, it was always a pain in the behind. And then I believe Northern Illinois ended up losing, I believe, didn't they, against Ohio. And it looked like all the, the Rockets had to do was just win. And they didn't. They lost. And Northern Illinois ended up, because of the tie, because Northern Illinois had beaten Toledo, Northern Illinois ended up going to the MAC championship, so Toledo better be a little concerned because this has happened in his recent, not recent history, but past history where the Illinois came in with a poor record, looking like they're down and out, and there's nothing more that they want is to get a win at the Glass Bowl. Yeah, just there's been a lot of great matchups um, between NIU and Toledo, particularly when. Both teams, yeah, when, like you said, Rockets have been in the ascendancy and NIU has been in a down stretch versus or slash losing streak. Yeah, this is 
this is going to be where the Rockets have to impose their will. Um, I think, obviously, if turnovers might happen, obviously last week Western scored on a fumble return for a touchdown early in the game that kind of shifted the momentum. But I think the Rockets have to go out and get an early three and out. I would say on the first three drives, if they can get three three and outs or three plays that are five or six plays and less. Right. Get the three and outs. They're saying that this team is not very good. Their run defense is bad. So you're right on there with Penny Boone running the ball. Um, but as I said before, I, I, we, we've, we've seen crazier things happen. Um, but it would be great if they do get a win against NIU. Um, the line, I believe, is Toledo by 13. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm. I don't understand lines. I don't think that anyone that knows this matchup would put it at that. Uh, yeah. So spread thirteen and a half. Well, and then and that's fourteen. That's thirteen and, and yeah. Over. Yeah, if it's thirteen and thirteen in the hook, really fourteen. I would put it because of recent history. I probably would put it at eight, maybe a touchdown. Because they're going to play hard against them. I mean, they, they, they just are. I don't really – in the way Toledo historically – I mean, heck, they were down to Western Michigan in the first half. I mean, and then the second half they put on the clinic. We know foolishness, dumb mistakes, crappy penalties, rear their head with this team when you think that Toledo finally has it figured out. Um, but I do think they should be able to win, but I don't know if it's going to be 13 points or more. No, I – Last last season it was fifty two thirty two. I don't think the Rockets dropped another fifty burger. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those thirty eight thirty four kind of games mm-hmm. where it's close and the Rockets pull away late, but NIU just keeps fighting back because that's that's and I that's an NIU's blood. Yeah, and a lot of times, David, sometimes you are right. Yeah, I, I try to at least be right every once in the blue moon. Every, yeah, but with, with this rivalry, yeah, it's it's hard. It's, it's hard to just say, and I use going to let us break the brakes beat the brakes off of them. True, that is very true. Well, I mean, that does it for rocket recap. Anything else? No, hoping for a rocket victory. Give the alumni something to celebrate. Yeah, right. I kind of think that this game will probably be like a 30 to 20 victory for the Rockets or something like that. 34, 24. As long as we come out of the win again, that's all I care about at this point. Yeah. And people will have a lot of fun with the the, the homecoming and everything like that. And then the Rockets have Lololi UMass, or as we used to say, take the M out and just say you ass because their football program's been bad. Remember, at one time they were actually in the MAC, but uh, they were pretty much asked to leave, uh, especially since their their basketball wasn't trying to join our conference. Um, and then they have Ball State, which Ball State's not doing that great, but we, as we all know it's hard to play in Muncie because it's in the middle of nowhere, and you got to get a hotel in Indianapolis, and then come back this way. So you got to go past Ball State. If you're familiar with the Indianapolis Muncie area, go past then come back up because there's only I think only one hotel in Muncie 
and they're going to be Ball State fans and just keep the Rocket players and coaches up. So they go and get a hotel down there and then come back. Yeah, yeah, the Rockets have a good fright, but we can't we can't look ahead too far because, no. as we know, the moment we look ahead, Rocket things happen. Yep, exactly. That's a good way to put it, David. Rocket things happen. Take a quick commercial break. You listen to eighty eight point three WGDs. After further review, speaking of Rocket football, it'll be here airing on WXUT. I believe around two thirty. The game's at three thirty. So WXUT Sports will be broadcasting the Rocket football game against NIU. So they did a really good job against uh, Western Michigan. The Rocket Sports Department did. So uh, they'll be doing a really good job when they play um, broadcast against NIU, though. Coming up next, David doesn't like the fact that records are being broken in baseball. Well, not that they're being broken, but they don't hold the same weight now as a record did back in the day. Uh, get off my lawn guy David the man of God Harris like I said coming up next we got that and then around the corner after that we got the NFL pick'em just let you know last week another close week of NFL pick'em after three weeks we get into week four of the NFL pick'em you listen to 88.3 after further review we'll take a quick commercial break when we return Talk a little about baseball, because the season is coming towards the end, especially at the end of this weekend. 